Alright, it's mailbag time. It's time to reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Oh, wait. It's not the end of the show? We're not at the roundhouse? Well, let's hit the credits anyway. You're locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I didn't I didn't mean the credits, folks. Hi everyone, Jason JD Hernandez covering hockey for over a decade. And it's mailbag time at Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. 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 Alright. So I'm gonna peel back the curtain again. I mentioned this yesterday. So I had to go get tested yesterday and I wanted to answer some questions to, you know, not be thinking about that, just keep myself distracted. And there were some good questions. I liked them. So this bonus episode will be a mailbag episode that you, the audience, asked. And I had a couple of DM questions as well. I will get to those also. So first off, what a win last night by the Anaheim Ducks, beating the back-to-back champions 5-1. to one. Then they embark on a road trip. That could be fun, can it? So we got a lot of hockey questions and a, and a not-so-hockey question. First, this one comes to us from Taylor Blake Ward at Taylor Blake Ward, who asks, Mike Stuthers, Edmonton? (laughs) That is a question. He did end with a question mark. Look, I'm going to expand on this one because I thought it was hilarious how pissy Edmonton is, how they have just completely fallen apart. So I at first answered, let's see how he does with the Ducks tonight. Mike Stuthers will be the interim coach at least for the foreseeable future, because, you know, Ward is out, and now you have Eakins out. So it's Stuthers. At least for the next couple of games, it will be Mike Stuthers, who is not under COVID protocol. He's the dude. He's the dude right now. But And I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that Mike Stuthers, he's partially responsible for this turnaround for the Ducks, and part of that has to do with special teams. I know a lot of the systems are still the same. It is still Eakins' systems. But Mike Stuthers has a certain magic about him. I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, but maybe it's his dog. Maybe it's his demeanor. Whatever the case may be. I would like to see Mike Stuthers get a legit shot to coach an NHL team at some point. I think he's earned it. He certainly paid his dues. He is a Calder Cup winning coach with the Manchester Monarchs back in 2015, led the Ontario Reign for five seasons, did a great job there, led them to the Western Conference Finals, led them to numerous playoff appearances, had some good goaltending, had some good special teams on his teams. Those were his specialties. And it continues to be his specialty even now. Look at the turnaround the Ducks have made in the last few months. Look at their PK, especially last night. Look at their power play. So, would I like to see Stutz coach? Yeah. Would Edmonton be a fair shot? Hey, you know what? If there's anybody that can fix the penalty killing in Edmonton, it might be Stuthers. And Stuthers can only make that power play up in Edmonton better. With that firepower. Of course, he'd need, you know, the other 13 guys around the main stars of Edmonton. But I could see him being a head coach at some point. Edmonton, not so sure. But let's see where he goes from there. Oh, boy. And if anybody could save the Oilers, it could be Stutz. So there you go. That's my expanded answer on 
that question. Thought it was a good one. So thanks, Taylor, for that question. This one comes to us, hey, from Sarah Avampato, at Right Said Sarah, who asked a couple of questions here. So I'm going to ask the first one. How is Trevor Zegris so endearing? Okay. He's been in a ton of videos this season. He's gotten the crap scared out of him, thanks to Kevin Shattenkirk's bear outfit. And then he has just great answers all around. Tyler does a great job with Duck Social. So I said it's the quote-unquote dude energy that he brings. Of course, Mike Stuthers being one of the coaches wearing the dude shirt from Trevor Zegris. I thought that was great. Boyish charm, yeah, it has revealed itself more this season. So when I think about Trevor Zegris a couple years back, he's still definitely pretty cocky. He has that mentality about him that, hey, you know what? I am damn good and I know it. He proved that at World Juniors last year when he predicted that Team USA would win gold, and he backed up his words. So that was the bit of the cockiness. He's become so much more endearing this season, and I think his teammates brought it out in him, having Jamie Drysdale there with him, being roommates with JD during the Ducks' days last season, during their days in San Diego. I think they formed a special bond, and I'll expand on that answer as well. Trevor Zegris is so endearing, because of everyone around him, and I think it's in turn helped Jamie Drysdale become that more endearing as well. So it's kind of like a two-pronged answer, but I'd say all of the above. So, you know, it, it could be just, he's also got that that youthful energy that he's trying to bring out on some of the other guys, and you could see guys like Ryan Getzloff, he's starting to relax a little bit more. Kevin Shattenkirk, he's relaxed a lot more this season so that's part of it as well as to him being so much more endearing and of course the countless interviews that he's had after he had that ridiculous uh flying z assist to Sonny milano up in buffalo after that he's been interviewed pretty much non-stop and well deserved too every answer he says is gold up to the you know telling bucci hey you know what you had two boston creams there or some of the other hilarious answers he's had so, yeah, how can you not love Trevor Zegers? How can you not? And then Sarah asked another question that I thought, oh boy, this, this is just getting silly now. Would you rather, oh, would you rather question. So, <clears throat> would you rather fight one Trevor Zegers-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized Trevor Zegerses? Okay, this could be another weird video by Duck's social media. So Duck Social, if you're listening or if anybody's listening, get on this. This could be like an awesome video. Would you rather have one Trevor Zegris sized duck, like a giant duck, or a hundred duck sized Trevor Zegrises? I bet they could do something hilarious where they have a hundred action figures of Trevor Zegris, which hey, you know what? NHL, get on this. Get on the Trevor Zegris action figure, McFarland, whoever it is, get on that. So I said one Trevor Zegers sized duck is just Wildwing, which is fair. But have you seen Wildwing during the mascot game? Look at what he did in Los Angeles. I mean, he killed it on the mascot game. St. Louis, he I think he had a goal in that game as well. And he's good on the ice. And he's a pretty rough and tumble mascot. So do I want to mess with a Trevor Zegers sized duck? No. That duck, it, it could pretty much just bite me like crazy with its enormous beak. I don't want to face a Trevor Zegers-sized duck. I don't want to face Wildwing out on the ice. I'll get pummeled. 
a hundred duck sized Trevor Zegers is, is the answer here because you could just take them apart one by one. But I will give a shout out here to at sports fan tears or stressed sports fan animal. I, I love what you said. I guess my question is, can I fight both? Yeah, both. I like both. Yeah, we can take them on and probably win. But here's the strategy. First, you start with taking out the hundred little Trevor Zegerses. Take out the action figures first. Once you take them out, then it's one-on-one. Or if we both fought together, then it'd be two-on-one. So take out the little ones first, then the big one. So that's my silly answer to that equally ridiculously silly question. But there you go. All right, we are going to head into the only intermission of this bonus podcast. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar around. They come in 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue. Of course, there's also the Built Puffs, Built Go, and my personal favorite, the Built Boost, which come in a lot of great flavors, and especially on this time of year when everyone's getting sick. Built Boost Immunity Boost is definitely helpful. So head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right. This is also brought to you by betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And folks, I got to tell you, the NFL playoffs are here. It's the divisional round. It is something else. I tell you what. Yeah, you have the NFL playoffs. And then you also, also have the NBA and the NHL going on right now. So head over to betonline.ag right now use promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus that's betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the locked on podcast network and please gamble responsibly folks just do not bet on the arizona coyotes ever but ooh, the ducks were major underdogs last night did you put some money on them last night hey you know what that would have that would have gotten you a pretty penny on that one all right So we have some more questions. Let's get right into it, shall we? I don't know why I talk like that. Now, let's get to a pretty serious question. This is a very heady question, and I like this one. This one's from Laura, and I'll just try to answer this as earnestly as possible. What is your ideal GM for the Ducks? Can be a specific person or type of person. This is a great question. So I do want it. This is the one that I wanted to expand on the most because I have a two-pronged answer for this one. Part one, Jeff Solomon has the keys right now. And he's done a great job with the Los Angeles Kings in his role. Jeff Solomon was the one that helped maneuver the cap situation that the Kings had back in 2014 when they made the trade for Marion Gabaric. And that propelled the Kings to win their second Stanley Cup in three seasons. So Solomon, I think, did a fantastic job. I want to see what Jeff Solomon does with the Ducks on the trade deadline. Will they be buyers on this trade deadline? I would say if they want a decent shot at the playoffs and a shot at winning at least one round, then yeah, maybe take a punt. The Ducks have the cap space. If nothing else, if nothing else, maybe get a rental. Oh, that's that's another question, which I'm alluding to right now. So it was an excellent hire. I want to see Jeff Solomon get the chance this season and see how he does. 
But if it's not Jeff Solomon, then my part two answer is I want to see the Ducks go a little bit unconventional here. So I looked at some interesting names like DeMalo, or DeMaio rather, I thought was a good choice because he helped build that Blues team in his role. Chris McFarland. That was another name on my list as well. And I'm, I'm going unconventional here because these are all like guys that have, they, they've gone through the rounds. They've proven themselves and they could be good first time GMs. But here's a name that I kind of said, you know what, why not? Scott Mellenby, who's worked with the Montreal Canadiens. Scott Mellenby was on my radar for the past year or so. That'd definitely be a better hire than, I don't know, Mark Bergevin. Don't be like the Los Angeles Kings, and I'm sorry, Sarah, if you're listening, but in this case, do not be like the Los Angeles Kings and go after Mark Bergevin. Go after someone else that has had time in the Canadiens' front office. Scott Mellenby is another name that was on my list. So that's the kind of type of person I'm going for, someone that has the experience but has not been a GM yet. Take a punt. If you're the Anaheim Ducks, take a punt. See what happens. You never ever know with those kind of GM, I guess, doings. All right. Do we have more questions? Yeah, we do have a couple more questions. So this one, oh boy, here, here is a really, really, really good question from Calden Mars. I don't know if it's Mares or Mars at Calden underscore MVP. And I apologize if I mispronounced your name, but Calden asks any possible trades you can see happening or ones you would prefer so the Ducks have a lot of cap space, and I alluded to this. Philadelphia just recently went through another 10-game losing streak. They are shopping around Claude Giroux. The Ducks could go after them if they wanted to and help Philadelphia, one, clear up cap space, and two, just get rid of their now disgruntled star. Giroux has said, eh, he's thinking about it. He's open to a trade. Look how bad Philly's doing right now. They're almost in the bottom of the standings. So the Ducks could absolutely go after Claude Giroux if they wanted to. Because they have the space, they have some of the prospects, they have some of the guys, they could do it. I also brought up Ryan Strom, who who of the New York Rangers. He has 30 points in 36 games. The Ducks could re-sign him after that if it works out. They really could. The best part about possibly getting a Ryan Strom type of player is that he's on the final year of his contract. So what could happen here is the Ducks could get him as a rental. They'd pay him not that much money. And if he works out, great. That'd be a great one-year rental. And I take it back. 30 points in 37 games. He did not score last night. That's not a bad contract. So you take on that contract give up a little bit, and see how he fits in with the Ducks roster. It wouldn't be a bad move for the Ducks to get another another point-per-night guy. He's, what, 30 points in 37 games, almost a point a night? Look at his career, or just the last few years. With the Rangers, 49 points in 56 games. Year before that, 59 points in 70 games. He has really come around the last couple of seasons and been a point-per-game guy. He's also a little bit unheralded with the Rangers as well. So if he wants a pretty fun team to be around and someone that's a good age, 28 years old, why not pick him up as a rental? And if it works out, 
the Ducks could possibly re-sign him for maybe two, three seasons. I don't see why not. Or if nothing else, maybe he'll stay in New York and the Ducks could go after him on free agency this coming offseason as well. That's a name that I like a lot. So hopefully that answers that question. Thanks once again to Calden for that question. But like I said, Jeff Solomon, he has the keys. Let's see what Jeff Solomon does. All right, we got time for one more question. And this one, I just kind of want to end on a lighter note. Um, I did get some Troy Terry questions. Um, I didn't find out till later that he was not playing. So I apologize for that. But I was off, you know, getting swabbed. <laughs> so I didn't see those ones at the right time. But this final question comes from David Trudeau at Artificial Idea. The question is, what is the best children's game show of the 90s? Did you guys catch that reference at the very top of the show? That also referenced another 90s Nick show. Yeah. But my favorite children's game show of the 90s, and what I think is the best one, the gold standard, Double Dare. Yeah. Nickelodeon's Double Dare with Mark Summers. You had the slime. You had the pies. It was the perfect children's game show, in my opinion. Especially when they had Family Double Dare, when you had families get in on the mess as well. But you had the perfect blend of asking trivia questions, some silly questions. You had physical challenges. You had mess, you had food, you had slime, you had it all. And Mark Summers was the perfect host for that. And Harvey was the perfect foil to Mark Summers on that one. And on a personal note, I have met Mark Summers, a super, super nice guy. Met him a couple times. Last time I met him was when they uh, had a documentary showing out in Los Angeles. And they had a lot of old Nick people there. Uh, Phil Moore who hosted Nick Arcade. He was there as well, so I got to meet him too. Got to meet Stick Stickly. A lot of awesome Nick people were there. But the thing that I loved about it was Mark Summers, even with his severe obsessive-compulsive disorder, he still got through it, and he even helped out with the revival in 2000 and was co-host of the recent Double Double Revival just two years ago before COVID took that out. So, you know, good... For Mark to still be getting work, but I love that one as well. And I think Legends of the Hidden Temple is a close second, and Where in the World is Carmen San Diego is a close third for me. Those are the top three, I think, by far. Nickelodeon Guts is also up there. Uh, I also like to get the picture with Mike O'Malley, same host as Nickelodeon Guts. So there you go. Though that's a kind of fun, silly question to end on. But thanks for all your questions. I really appreciate it. And hopefully I will keep doing this mailbag, I would say, every other week. I think once every couple weeks is a good time to open up the mailbag. So we'll keep this going. Next mailbag episode by that metric would be, what, February 4th? Yeah. So I think that'll be the next mailbag episode. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, Don't forget, if you want to send in your questions for the future, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. My Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. What else? That's about it. So it's the weekend. Enjoy it, everyone, and be careful from this wind because it's it's pretty crazy out there, folks. All right. Thank you all so much. I greatly appreciate it. 
for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Oh,